women in science working towards the day when great science is done by everyone. I'm Tanya Hall and joining me is Dr. Shohini Ghosh, professor of physics at Wilford Laurier University and founding director at the Center for Women in Science at Laurier. Welcome, Dr. Ghosh. Thank you for having me. So give us a brief summary of your professional resume, if you will. I'm a professor in the Department of Physics and Computer Science at Wilfrid Laurier University and also the director of our Center for Women in Science. My research expertise is in the area of quantum physics and specifically applied to questions of how we can use quantum theory to uh, address and solve problems in computing as well as communication. And this is a pretty new cutting area, very exciting. Um, and I also focus on questions of how can we uh, build a community for, that includes everybody in science. So let's, let's talk a bit about that. What is the mission for the Center for Women in Science at Laurier? Um, so our mission statement officially is building an inclusive community for, in science. Um, the real mission is to actually not even have to exist because um, as long as we need to be addressing these issues, it means we're not there when it, as far as inclusion is concerned. So hopefully we don't have to be talking about these maybe in a few years from now. I've, that's the goal, right? In fact, mm -hmm. you know, you and I have talked many times about this. Great science is done by everyone. So how do we promote inclusion in science and teaching and practice? Um, so what we do in, in our center is actually we've built this framework for addressing this question using a very scientific method. And the idea is, you know, when you have a science problem, what do you do? You go away, you look at the literature, you look at the evidence, the data, and then you build models, and then you test the models, and you collect more data, and then you keep improving. Yeah? And I think the same thing is part of the framework that we are applying to this question, which means what is the current environment in science? Is it inclusive in the sense that is, is there enough access opportunity for anybody who wants to do science? And if not, how is it impacting what science is being done and the quality also of the science? So this is really a question of making sure that we aim for the best we can do in science. It's not just about having equity for the sake of equity. There's, there's real reason that we need to focus on this and it's something that benefits everybody in the community. This is not just about, oh, a problem for you know, women and minorities to be dealing with. So what we do is think about it on a very research focused level where we look at the evidence, we, look, we, we collect the data, the statistics, a lot of it already exists. So we don't do all the research ourselves, but we use evidence and uh, research to build best practices that can be backed by models and testing and use those to build initiatives that are currently relevant because we're always changing the environment and, and our own identities. So we have to keep evolving. So what we do is we build these initiatives, we try to you know, use networking, communication, and actions to really have more conversation and change, both, change things both at the cultural level, whether it's about perceptions, um, access, workplace environment, there are many, many pieces to this. And then also keep, as I said, keep monitoring, keep collecting the data, understand whether some things are working better than others, and then keep improving. So that's the you plan. talked 
sorry about that. You talked to me about some of your uh, research. Uh, what has been something that was uh, through all your research that's it's been kind of a surprise, maybe something that stood out as, as something that, that uh, you really felt like you needed to share with the community? Um, it's not really necessarily a surprise, but one thing that we really need to be focusing on is to understand that, you know, we often talk about science and, you know, identity, and these are two separate things, or we talk about science and women, right, versus men. These are very sort of binary ways of thinking about things. And really, we all know as when we want to describe who we are, we don't think of one word, right? There's so many things to identity. All of us have different, different pieces of our identity and all the different uh, aspects of our identity actually informs how perhaps we do science. So I think it's really important for us to address this in a more holistic way where we talk about identity in general and all the multiple diversities that are in the room, how they intersect with each other. It's not enough to address, each for, address these separately for each different group. The, I think real inclusion is about intersectionality as well as inclusion and diversity. So education is for people of all ages, right? Um, but what can we do for children to help them uh, understand um, their opportunity uh, at an early age? That's a great question. And typically what's been done is you know running things like camps, especially when we talk about, let's say, the, the gender question in science, which is the one that is most often discussed, you know, about girls versus boys' interest in science. Often what's been done is trying to create actions and outreach activities to increase the uh, interest of girls in science or address things like math skills and have math girls and girls science camps and so on. Turns out the evidence does not back any of this and we keep doing it. Why? Because the evidence tells us that the, the factors that really end up determining what choices uh, young women make versus young men when they, let's say, get to universities and have to really make career choices. These, you, you're right, the factors are things that impact them much earlier when they are children. And those have to do with environment as far as you know who what what are they watching on tv what kind of toys they are playing with what are their parents interacting with them about what do they actually think about their own abilities so we know for example that women who do well even in math and science often tend to to downplay their own abilities and so there's a confidence issue this is part of you know um, many aspects of, you know, how we perceive ourselves, of course. So psychology is a really important piece. Perceptions of what a scientist does, what kind of careers they can use, uh, they can have. All of this impacts what, uh, they, what they choose to do in their life. And we're not really addressing that. We're still focused on, you know, building their interest or giving them math skills and, and science camps. In fact, what really helps is talking about explicitly talking about things like gender issues, explicitly addressing things like stereotype threat or imposter syndrome. These are part of what we can do. And, and you know, we have experts who do this. They're, they're called psychologists. So I think maybe we need to start really, again, using this evidence-based approach. What are some of the success stories that members of the center have achieved and what have been some of your proudest moments? 
Wow. Uh, for me, actually, it's amazing every day to come to work with the center members. Most of them are actually students. We are, of course, a university. So we have a lot of student engagement. And so every day I see the impact that we have in terms of empowering young women, um, helping them not just with resources for, for their science careers, but the understanding of the system that they are part of. Right. What are the structural barriers and the fact that it's not on them. Right. We've often fall into the again, these these uh, standard types of uh, actions such as mentoring uh, students and, uh, you know, having um, work life balance discussions and again, very much a fix the woman approach. So what I think we found that our success stories are based on and there are many are the approaches where we talk more on a structural systemic level and talk about the fact that it's not on them. On the other hand, they can be empowered to navigate a system that perhaps they may not necessarily have the same le level of advantages that maybe their uh, male counterparts do. So those are the kinds of things that have really been very empowering and, and have started lots of new conversations. We also use, um, you know, innovations in the way we communicate and even talk about these things. So when we reach out to the you know, wider public to raise awareness, we don't just say, okay, here's the research. <laughs> that never works. Nobody likes to be told about research. So what we do is we're trying to use more engagement. For example, we use art combined with science. We have a super popular a photo exhibit series where all of the exhibits feature uh, women in science, but also the exhibits themselves are the visuals are about addressing sexism. So different aspects of gender bias, for example, different aspects of um, the environment for women in science. And those, of course, the visuals are very, very powerful and start entirely different conversations based on the fact that this is this is research and it's very much all of the research is actually included in the exhibit with the visuals but the visuals themselves are the conversation starters and raise that awareness in a much more effective way. So those are some of our success stories. They're a little bit different approach to what I think other such organizations are doing, but we are partnering with many, many other groups all over Canada and also internationally. And we love to, have, to be able to share whatever works for us with the general community, because as I said, this is something that benefits everybody. All right, I have to ask the question. Did you ever answer your question of, are you a woman who is a physicist or are you a physicist who's a woman? Yes, and my, the answer to the question is yes. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. All right, there you go, there you have it. Uh, Dr. Shohini Ghosh, Professor of Physics at, and Computer Science at Wilfrid Laurier University and Founding Director of the Center for Women in Science at Laurier. Thank you for taking some time to join us. If somebody wants to connect you, maybe, with you, maybe they want to find out more about, I don't know, just the work that you're doing at the center or uh, maybe, maybe some of the research that you've put forward. How can they do that? Sure. Uh, I think for uh, the center, the best way is to uh, go to our website, which is at wlu.ca slash wins. So women in science, W-I-N-S. So, uh, you know, you can find out a lot more about what we're doing. Also, there are links to my own webpage if you want to find out more about me as well. Sounds good. Thanks again for joining us. And if you guys want to find more of my interviews, you can do that right here or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.